You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author, filmmaker, and book devourer, Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, actress, filmmaker, and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about how to focus on reading during quarantine. That's right. We're still in fucking quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) And where a lot of people are having a hard time focusing, and we are here to help. But first, what are you reading, Bria? Well, I got a big update for the podcast. Uh, we had a listener reach out who's, who wanted to know. The oh, I remember. Yes. Um, uh, had read Sinlin Ascends by Josiah Bancroft on my suggestion. Um, I can't remember if the listener was him, how, what their pronoun was, but I think it was him. Um, and he- This has been quite a saga. Yeah. And he was like, look, this was a problem on the show. He was like, look, I read the first one. I didn't love the second one. Should I read the third? And I didn't have a good answer for him because I was like, yeah, the second one was like not quite like the first one. It was just like a very different book was what I, I was thinking. Like one was more fantasy and the second one was more adventure. And like, and they they both fall into both categories. But anyway, so I said I would read the third book, The Hod King, for <laughs> our listener to tell the listener if they should read it or not. And I read it. And response is, go read the book. It's great. <laughs> I really enjoyed Incredible it. Incredible podcast service. Listen, we're here to please. Um <laughs> So it's the Hod King. It's the third books book in the Books of Babel series by Josiah Bancroft. And um, if you don't know what um, <laughs> Sinlin is, Sinlin Ascends is the first one, and it's about this man Sinlin who's sort of like he's a professor and he's kind of stodgy, and he has this like beautiful young wife, and they get married and they go to the Tower of Babel, which is this many many leveled place that's huge, and each level is basically a city. On and then you know you can go to the next city, next one on top, and next one on top. And um, he, they go for their honeymoon and he's like convinced he knows all about it because he's read these books about it. And then they get there and he immediately loses his wife and he can't find her. And what he realizes is the tower, like you think it's this one thing, but really it's just this very dangerous place that's meant to sort of trap you inside. And um, and then through the series, he beca- he's looking for his wife, but he becomes a pirate. And then he like gets addicted to a drug and all these things happen. So this is the third one in the book. Uh, in the series. And um, in this one, he's still looking for his wife, but we've gotten to know these other characters and it kind of goes and explores what they're doing while he is looking for his wife. And I will say in this book, we actually know, find out what happened to the wife and we get, I, I don't think it's too much to say, but they they find the wife and like, that doesn't necessarily mean they get back together, but like there is a, you, you get to see what happens with him in that part of the story. There is a fourth coming. There's a fourth and I will read the fourth because I'm curious. Wow. Uh, because he's basically pissed off everyone in the Tower of Babel. Um, and so he has to, you know, now I guess he's trying to make his escape or something. I'm not sure what's going to happen now. But anyway, third book is great. If you're into this series, go grab it. I really loved it. <laughs> what are you reading, Mallory? I love this saga. Uh, so I'm going to talk about a book that I started reading and immediately texted you about. It was like, Bria, I know. you yeah. have to read this book. Oh my gosh. It is The Need by Helen Phillips. And Helen Phillips is this like very surreal, weird sci-fi writer. And But her sci-fi is like definitely on the more literary side. She's sort of like Jeff Vandermeer in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has written some other books that I like. The Beautiful 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 Bureaucrat. Uh, that was very weird and surreal and came out a few years ago and I liked. So I picked this one up and it is incredible. I think I pitched it to you as it's like Annihilation meets a thriller about being a mom. Yeah. It is so scary. It was so good. 
it is about this woman and she is a paleobotanist. So she studies plants, um, like, you know, plants, plant fossils. And she is a mom and she has these two kids and she's like, you know, the book is very stressful to read because she, it just really goes into being a mom and how she's tired all the time and like how her kids are demanding things of her 24 seven. And like, she can't even pee by herself. It's like, it's very stressful to read. Um, but one day she hears, she's like putting the kids to bed and she hears this weird noise about of footsteps in her house. And she has like on and off for the past few years, like heard weird sounds in the house. Um, and, but this time it's, it's, it's not in her head and I'm not going to go any further than that. It like, it so it turns into this like really insane, surreal sci-fi thriller hmm. and it is so intense. I like, I just can't put like, I couldn't put it down. Uh, I absolutely loved it. The writing is great. It is, again, it is very stressful to read and it is very scary, but oh my God, it is so good. Bria, you are absolutely going to love it. Uh, So that is The Need by Helen Phillips. And mine is The Hod King by Josiah Bancroft. And we have no updates as to what Sean is reading. We know that he is making a lot of food in quarantine. That's about all we know. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Uh, Trina wrote in about TBR lists. We actually got a lot of feedback about how people deal with their TBR lists. It's going to take us a few weeks to get through all of them. Um, But what Trina says is, I understand the TBR list being overwhelming. I have 799 on Goodreads, and that doesn't include my... (laughs) That's amazing. It doesn't include my Amazon and Audible wish list. I did feel swamped by it for a while and trimmed my TBR list a few times, but it didn't help. Most of my visits to that TBR page are to add more titles, not to take them off. One thing I do is sort of weird. I load my entire TBR list into a single Goodreads page with all 799 titles in order of position using the infinite scroll tool at the bottom of the page. In another browser tab, I go to Google and do a random number generator between 1 and 799. The random number that comes up is the chosen book's position number. I look at the book's Goodreads Goodreads page and if it doesn't look interesting anymore, dump the book. Still looks good? Go to my library's catalog and put a hold on it. If I dump the book or if none of my local libraries has the book, I do another random number and play the game again until I have at least three books on hold or checked out on overdrive. Yes, they can, this can take a while. Today, it took eight random numbers for me to get three ebooks. Yes, I hope but that you got Trina rid of five in during doing yeah. that, so that's good. I kind of hope Trina dresses up like Vanna White when she does this, <laughs> like spins a big wheel. I, 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 I'm mm-hmm. kind of obsessed with this. This is a complicated system, but I appreciate a complicated system, so fine by me. Um, Erskine wrote in uh, about speed reading. Was just listening to your speed reading talk and how you were mentioning classical music slash movie scores. Can I recommend something different? Video game scores. Video game scores are designed to help people, to help focus people during a task playing video games. And so the music can help people focus as shown in a few studies. Uh, I recommend a few different try out. Mass Effect 1, Final Fantasy 7, The Legend of Zelda, Zelda, uh, Ocarina of Time, um, Assassin's Creed 2, Halo, and The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Um, This is great because this was something, this is one of our tips on um, speed reading was that you can put music in the background and it's supposed to help you concentrate. Um, So it might be good for this episode too, if uh, helping people focus on reading. Yeah, that's really interesting. I didn't think about that because video games or music is supposed to disappear into the background. That's like kind of the point. Is that you're supposed yeah. to like be able to pay attention to what's going on on the screen. So that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, interesting. If anyone tries this, please let us know. I'm very intri- intrigued. I should ask my boyfriend because he listens to um, 
game scores all the time, but I don't know, really? if, they, I know if he does it when he was reading. I should, I should, I should test this out. Yeah, I'm curious. We have a quick bookmark. We have chosen our next isolation book club read. We're really excited about it. It is "The Floor of the Basement Is the Roof of Hell" by Stephen Graham Jones, who is an author that I absolutely adore. Uh, he has a new book coming out this summer called "The Only Only Good Indians" that is amazing, and you should definitely pre-order it. Uh, but this is a long-ish short story. It is scary, but I have already read it to make sure there was nothing too bad in it. I texted Bria to warn her about some, this. A dog does not die in this book, but a dog something is involved with the dog. Uh, but it's a really, really great short story. Should take you, I don't know, about a half an hour to read. And we're going to do another Instagram live event uh, on May 24th, Sunday at 4 p.m. Pacific. We'll post everything about it. I'll post it in the Facebook group and in the and on our Twitter and on our Instagram. But yeah, come join us. We'll be doing what well, same thing we did uh, the last couple of times. We'll be talking about the story for about an hour. We'll take questions and comments from you. We're really excited about it. I'm interested to see what everybody thinks of this story. So you can always email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And before we talk about trying to focus on reading during this stressful time, we're going to take a quick break. Hey Glassers, we are thrilled to tell you that this week Reading Glasses is supported in part by Book of the Month. You are familiar with Book of the Month. We've talked about it on the show before, how much we adore it. So we're so excited that they are sponsoring this week's episode. If you haven't heard the show before and you don't know what Book of the Month is, it's a fun book subscription service that offers five new and early release books to choose from each month. That's right. Sometimes you get books before they come out. It's awesome. And their editorial team chooses the books, vetting them from hundreds each month. So you know they're all good picks. The way that it works is that members choose the book that they want and can add up to two additional books on top of that. So if you're really thirsting for books, and as we all are in quarantine, you can get three books shipped to you. So cool. Uh, I have I have been a book of the month customer for a while. I really, really adore them. I love the books. They always have a really great variety of genres. The May books are so cool. It includes uh, a new book by Sue Monk Kidd, uh, A Good Marriage by Kimberly McCrate, which is a tr- like a, a, a awesome thrillery book that I'm really, really excited to read. The one that I got personally is uh, by an author that I adore, Rufy Thorpe. It's called The Knockout Queen, and it's a book about high school and about the kids who were not the popular ones. So I'm really, really excited to read that. I just absolutely adore this service. It's also a super great gift. Uh, Father's Day is coming up. If you can't see your father and you're looking for something to get for him to keep him busy, I think this is such a fantastic gift. Or if if you're just looking to get yourself something to keep you uh, uh, in books without because we all can't go to the bookstore right now this is a great way to just get books shipped to you it's commitment free and so you can skip any month that you want as many times if you want if there's a group of books that you are not jazzed on all you have to do is just skip that month totally fine and the first month's book is just $9.99 with the code glasses that's a book for less than $10 all you have to do is go to bookofthemonth.com choose the book that you want and enter code glasses I'm going to say classes again because it's just me and not Bria. Hey, Max Funsters. It's Jesse Thorne. This week on my public radio interview show, Bullseye, I'm talking with Tina Fey and Robert Carlock about creating unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, 30 Rock, and also just kind of why they're the best at everything. There was a window of time when we would just go 
two awards things and pick up our prizes and party with the people from Mad Men. You can find Bullseye at MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. Like it has been for many weeks now. And here in California, we just found out for three more months at the very least. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking hard to focus. Uh, we've gotten a lot of emails about trying to focus on reading during quarantine. And we are here to help. We have three ways to try to help you focus. Uh, first off, remember, we're living in unprecedented times. So you don't have to do anything but take care of yourself and keep yourself alive, which you know, is harder than it should be right now. Um, you don't have to read a novel. You don't have to read a thousand books. Don't put pressure on yourself. You only feel like uh, binge watching or playing Animal Crossing. That's totally Animal Crossing. What is that game called? Animal Crossing? I, I think I put Animal Cross in the in the outline, but I'm pretty sure it's Animal Crossing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You can definitely tell that it is not something that <laughs> you and I play. Okay. But it's okay. If, if, if you that's, play if, it, that sounds like fun. Yeah, I, I feel like there's so much... Pre- like there there was a lot of things going around on Twitter about people like, oh, well, I'm going to get fit and I'm going to write a book and I'm going to do all this reading. And like, yeah, we theoretically, some of us have more free time, but we're all really stressed out. We're all living in like all of our routines are off. Like there's a lot of mental turmoil right now. And honestly, I think just taking the pressure off might be enough to make people feel better and get back into reading. There's at least for me personally, there's nothing that dampens my reading than having to than like the feeling of like, Oh shit, I have to read this book. Like it feels like homework. Yeah. Like immediately I do not want to do this thing. And you know, you and I are big believers and no book guilt here on reading glasses, but now more than ever, it cannot be comfort reading if you're forcing yourself to do it because you feel like you have to. Right. That is not what comfort is. Yeah. And that right now, you need comfort because we're living in a very scary time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of book guilt, okay, here's the first of three ways that are gonna we're going to help you focus. Um, and the first is uh, realize now is the time to read whatever the fuck you want. Yes. We are saying you can read in your wheelhouse, read the book you've been saving, read that big buzzy book you've been wanting to check out, read trashy books, read fluff. I I think, uh, yeah, read anything you want. Read the classics, read anything anything you want. Um, It's not really the time for you to feel pressure, like Mallory just said, like homework. You need to be entertained. You need to be engaged. Um, I know I personally have avoided a few books lately that I felt too complicated or too dark. Not dark like horror, sci-fi, fun, dark, dark in a way where I was like, I can't deal with this shit right now. This is too dark. I just read an amazing YA romance book we're having the author on in a couple of weeks um, uh, called Camp, which is not something I normally would pick up. And I was like, wow, this is exactly what I need is like two gay boys having sex at a camp together. Like, this is exactly what I want. Um, you, ticked off the, you ticked off the romance part of the 2020 Reading Glass I Challenge. I didn't even know. And now I'm like, give me these, any sort of queer romance book I'm kind of into, so I'm open to any other, uh, any other YA queer romance. I'm into it because it's so nice escapism. And I kept, the whole time I was like, oh, I'm having all these feelings of like my heart is like fluttering for this situation in like a good way like it really like got into my like it was making me like nervous and I was like oh this is such a nice feeling outside of like all the other feelings I'm feeling um yes there Charlie Jane Anders who's someone we really like on this show is doing um a set um a series of essays for tour.com all about writing during this time and trying to be creative during this time 
and she quoted um, Ursula Gwen, who quoted Token. Uh, so it's a, it's a series of quotes. Um, basically, this said, talking about reading as escapism and saying that if a soldier was caught, we would ex- expect them to escape, right? So, like, when you're in these harsh situations, you shouldn't look down on escapism as a mechanism of getting out of, like, your head. And so I think for me, especially right now, taking our this first suggestion we have is that like I read for escapism and I am leaning right in leaning into that <laughs> you're like get me the fuck out get of here me send out me of to this. space I know I loved reading that Sinlin Ascends book because I was like wow I'm in the Tower of Babel there's nothing like here is real I loved it I absolutely loved it how, how are you doing this for with this first suggestion yeah, normally I try to read a different genre every time I pick up a book, but during quarantine, I've just completely thrown my mm-hmm. like weird genre rotation out the window. I've been reading as many horror books as I want, mm-hmm. and honestly, it's probably why I've been reading so much. I have been reading more in the past like two months than I have, and honestly, I don't even remember. I truly don't remember the last time I've just been like, like I have I've read 20 books in the past month. I've just been cruising through them uh, just because I have taken the pressure off of myself. I've taken and honestly, I think I should just start doing this all the time. Like before, even even me, who is one of the co-hosts of Reading Glasses, who tries really hard to get people to not feel guilty and, and compelled to do specific things when they're reading. You know, we all feel a little bit like, oh, I should read more. I mean, you remember when we first started the show when I was reading like 200 books a year? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And I like I was like, I got to read as much as possible. I got to read all these different genres. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I have slowly over the course of the past few years have been scaling that back. And the more I do it, the more I enjoy reading. Yeah. And so that I've just like completely thrown it all out the window. And it's something I think I'm actually going to take out of this quarantine. Um, I would definitely recommend people reading some either like immediately compelling thrillers or mysteries or just like something wicked fun and soothing uh, and just like. Some like you said, just something that is make, makes you fluttery, makes you happy. Like don't you don't have to read War and Peace, Peace right now. Just yeah. don't just throw it out right out the window. Yeah, what's going to help you focus is something that you actually find engaging. So like find the thing that you find engaging, and that could be a self help book right now. That could be anything that you find engaging at this moment. Like just don't use right now to try to. I don't know why War and Peace is our go to, but it is also my go to. <laughs> we have like a real problem with War and Peace over here. Okay, <laughs> it's de- I think War and Peace is definitely shorthand for just like a big, thick, big, honking, boring, yeah, classic book that everyone feels the need to read. Right, but we could also say like Infinite Jest or something. I was just gonna say we can also there's a there's a few you could use. Yeah. Um, also, we want to recommend some types of books that might be easier to digest. Uh, this is a great time to pick up a graphic novel uh, with, you know, the visual aspect of a graphic novel. If you are able to in, or to read a graphic novel or we like we talked, we had guest Johnny Sun on the show a while ago and he did a audio adaptation of his graphic novel. Um, it's just something that th- there's smaller bites in a graphic novel, whether you're listening to it or looking at it, that I think will help you keep get, get you a little more focused, engaged. It takes less time to read. Um now is not the time if you're feeling intimidated to like we just said pick up a big honking book um or you can try that hot book tip from our listeners and try out an audiobook while you do a puzzle yeah so this kind of stuff is going to help you focus i mean like if you're going to be able to focus it like with something that's just a little bit easier to digest have you done something like this mallory uh yeah actually i have been what's funny is this actually kind of became perfect because so Jeremy and I are moving in together. We're doing this move 
and I've been staying at Jeremy's for the past like month and he has a shitload of graphic novels mm-hmm. because he's a comic writer and I I very quickly ran out of books that I packed uh, so I have just been cruising through his, the graphic novels that he has and it's been amazing. It's been really great for me to focus on. Um, I, in the middle of the night last night, I woke up and couldn't like, just couldn't sleep. So I started reading a graphic novel and it was just so great to get me immediately engaged. Uh, I read this one that I actually think you should read because I think you'd love it. It's called This One Summer by Jillian and Mariko Tamaki. It's by the two sisters. It just like blew me away. I read it in one sitting. The art and the writing are perfect. It's like a coming of age story in that's set in summer and it like the way that it's written and drawn is really evocative of a lot of summer feelings mm. which i think we all are missing right now like there's a one panel that describe that like is the the sound of somebody scraping a grill oh, and nice. i was just like oh it's like one of those weird sensations that is so summery that mm-hmm. you're just i was like and we are not getting that right now. We are all stuck inside. I It's like that scene from Lord of the Rings where Gollum's like, oh, and I forgot the taste of bread. Like I have mm-hmm. forgotten the feeling of grass because we don't have a yard. There's like all these like beautiful outside sensations that I am missing out on. And this this graphic novel was perfect. And like you said, it just, it was so easy. It, it felt easier to get through and it felt light and fun. And it was exactly what I wanted. I used to see uh, it summer about- with the smell of pools, just so you know. Smell oh, of well, pools. Yeah, cool chlorine for sure yeah what are your, what are, what are your, what shorter things are you reading to get you through this um um yeah for this i feel like i feel like a novella is great um because you can get it out of, in and out of it quickly um i was also thinking about how novellas the storytelling is a bit differently um it's just a, it's it's differently paced because you have to get through it really quickly so you don't spend as much time in detail on like the story you like develop the characters really quickly you're in it and I think that's oh, great I didn't for even right think now about that so like oh, you know yeah, it's perfect. either gonna grab you or not grab you and if the characters don't grab you throw away that book like you don't need it because you're introduced to these characters really quickly there's not a lot of scene setting it's like you either get this or you aren't you don't get it um. I just read Upright Women Wanted by a friend of the show Sarah Gailey and oh um, hell yeah it was a great story you get in you get out it basically because it's it's a western and it's like oh you know what a western is like you know where they are you know what these state like what it looks like for the places they are and like you just once you meet the main characters that's all the like setting up you really have to do basically it is novellas are the half hour tv show of the book world so I love it. The, it's such a good analogy. You, just, you can get in and out. You don't feel like so much pressure to like sit down and be like, oh, I got to finish this 400 page novel, you know, at some point. Lastly, um, and this may be in opposition to the first suggestion. So, you know, take that to heart. Um, we think that a good way to focus would be to have a goal in mind. So join a local book, join a, not a local book club, join an online book club, uh, <laughs> make make a book club, um, sign up to hear an author do a live stream. There's a lot of authors doing stuff right now um, and read one of their books ahead of time. Like have a goal in mind. Um, this came up because Mallory knows I have this thing about LA <laughs> where I feel yes. there are very few demarcations uh, because the weather doesn't change. Like Fourth of July and Halloween are basically the same day because there's no, you could wear the same thing and it wouldn't feel that different. Um, So I think it's really important to celebrate the changing of the seasons. And I think the problem I'm having right now is it feels like time isn't passing because I'm not seeing people. I'm not really like meeting. I have occasional meetings via Zoom. I'm kind of doing the same thing every single day. So I, I think like, having a goal, like joining a book club. I'm in a book club, which was very helpful in getting me to read a book last, like last month that I was like, okay, I guess I got to like 
get through this book because I'm, I have to meet with my book club about it. And then it felt like, you know, and this is the date you have to do it by. I also love an assignment, as you know. I love an assignment yes. and I love a you checklist. Are, we are what? We're upholders, right? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's nice because it will give you something to look forward to in time. Um, and it's in a healthy way to sort of like improve your reading life. Do you, do you, th- what do you think about this suggestion? No, I think it's fantastic. I do remember it was like, what, it was like four years ago or something. We were carving pumpkins at your house for Halloween and mm-hmm. you were like, you know, s- scientifically this makes us feel happier because it does. it's marking the passage of time. It and does. I was like, oh hell yeah. I think I learned that from Gretchen <laughs> Rubin, but it does like, there's this weird thing. And I find that if I don't do something to celebrate the holidays or something, it kind of like, I don't know, like I have this pumpkin in my house, like a ceramic pumpkin. I didn't do anything, I think, hardly last fall, but I like have a ceramic pumpkin and I look at it and I'm like, oh, that was from Halloween. And like, I just like think of that. And like, it's just like that I'm like, oh, cool. Time has passed since last Halloween. I I don't know. It's like something for my brain. No, I totally hear you. I I get it. And and what I do want to say about this tip is I think, you know, sometimes people listen to the show and we'll like, we'll say a hot book tip. Or like, a, you know, some sort of suggestion for reading and people are like, oh, well, that doesn't work for me. Everything here is choose your own adventure. There is like, mm-hmm. we all have very vastly different reading lives. Me and Bria are both the kind of people that are very naturally like regimented in our lives and disciplined. But some people really thrive when they are given an, an external um assignment Mm -hmm. or routine or something and you know all of us are really sort of up in the air right now because all of our routines are just sort of out the window even me who has been working from home for the past seven years like now that I can't go to the gym or go outside like my whole schedule of errands and going to the gym and like my whole day is screwed up so me and Jeremy have been trying to like figure out our new daily schedule and it's hard uh, sometimes to kind of self-discipline and self-regiment. And if you are having a hard time reading during quarantine and focusing on things and, you know, and all these suggestions of like taking the pressure off yourself is not working for you, that's totally fine. And it's totally normal. Try going the other way, like you said, and joining a book club or trying a reading challenge or, you know, and there's so many different things. Like I know a lot of local libraries have like a monthly read. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to read along with that or, you know, just get some friends. There are lots of people in the reading glasses, Facebook group. Um, you could do follow along with our isolation book clubs. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're super short and we have a lot of fun doing them. Try, try different things. Don't, you don't, if you try one thing and it doesn't work for you, it doesn't mean that your brain is broken. It doesn't mean that you are a bad reader. It just means you have to try something different and that's totally okay. Yeah. There's also um, a lot of podcasts that do book clubs, unlike us. Like they actually do book reviews yes. <laughs> and they do book clubs. Um, so you could go to literary disco and see what they're reading next and join and know you're going to join in with them in a month or two to discuss whatever they're reading. Um, or, or, uh, professional book nerds do, um, they don't do book clubs, but they interview the authors. And so you could always go back and listen to that, what that, what that author talked about. So there's ways of joining without feeling like you actually have to like physically join a group. Yeah. So you can send your thoughts to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com before we answer a recommendation request. We're going to take a quick break. We are so thrilled at your interest in attending Hieronymus Wiggenstaff's School for Heroism and Villainy. Wiggenstaff's beautiful campus boasts state-of-the-art facilities and instructors with real-world experience. We are also proud to say that our alumni have gone on to be professional heroes and villains in the most renowned kingdoms in the world. But of course, 
You are not applying to the main school, are you? You're applying for our sidekick and henchperson annex. You will still benefit from the school's amazing campus, and you'll have a lifetime of steady employment. Of course, there's no guarantee how long that lifetime will be. Join the McElroys as they return to Dungeons & Dragons with The Adventure Zone Graduation. Every other Thursday on Maximum Fun, or wherever podcasts are found. Let's answer a recommendation request. Ellie writes in, I've read and loved The Drowning Girl and The Red Tree by Caitlin Kiernan. What other of her books or similar books by other authors should I read? Queer characters are appreciated, but not required. Bria, what do you think? Well, I have to confess, I've never read either of these books. So I had to look them up and see what I could suggest. suggest. Um, uh, One book I was thinking about was The Twisted Ones. You're going to have to help me, Mallory, because I know you've read these. I actually think The Twisted Ones is a really good um uh, suggestion for this one. Yeah, because it's uh, by T. Kingfisher, because based on the description of the red tree, it actually seems like it's kind of a similar story. Um, yes. This one is one, uh, the Twisted Ones is a horror story about a woman who goes to clean out her grandmother's house and there's something scary and bizarre in the woods. I don't know if it's as surreal as it seems like. Um, uh, Keir- oh, it, it, it definitely is. Okay, okay. Uh, it's not as surreal, but it's definitely in that same vein yeah. of like, that kind of like weird Lovecraftian fiction where there's like this sort of like external mythology where there's these creatures that have been living like in in space or in the woods longer than we have. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. And they're coming they're, to eat us. They are. They're trying to get into the house. They're tapping on the glass. Um, it is not a book to be re- reading if you're out in the middle of nowhere by yourself right now. Cause it fucking really freaked me out. Um, but, yes. uh, okay. So that, so good. Okay. I was trying to make sure that that would be, that would fall into, um, no, that's actually a, suggestion. a perfect suggestion. I remember I actually read the twisted ones. I made a, I really screwed up and Jeremy has work had a retreat up in the mountains last Mm-mm, year. No, thank you. And I brought the twisted ones with me to read. And I like, by the time it got to the afternoon, I was like, and it was starting to get dark and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> bad <scary>. idea. <laughs> it is very scary. It also like it almost is like if Blair Witch like made a mo- made a book, but it was like more grounded. I don't know. It's very scary and um I, yeah, I loved it. It was like one of my favorite books last year. Um oh, so what good. what do you suggest for Ellie? So I'm thinking surreal, sometimes Lovecraftian horror with queer characters. Uh, So my recommendation for this is The Devourers by Indra Das. This was actually the first book I ever got asked to blurb. I was very excited about it. Um, It was like way before I became an author and I was so excited to blurb a book. Uh, So it's like this weird twisting story about gay werewolves in 17th century India. I I think it takes place in part of the story takes place in like 17th century Calcutta um and it's like a multiple timeline book where like there's a story that's happening right now but also a story that's happening like hundreds of years ago it is very strange it is very beautiful it is very gay (laughs) and like there's like scary weird violent werewolf stuff and it's great it's so evocative it's really really fun uh so I definitely recommend that um but I, th- yeah, I think t- Twisted One, between the two of them, these are both really good Caitlin Kiernan read-alikes. Uh, as for other Caitlin Kiernan books th- this person can, that Ellie can t- check out, uh, remember Tor.com did a couple of Caitlin Kiernan's uh, uh, novellas. There was Black Hel- Helicopters and Agents of Dreamland, I think. Mm-hmm. Those are both super good. 
Uh, so you can always send your recommendation request to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Now it's time to solve a bookish question from one of our listeners. Elise writes in, I have a huge guilt complex and stopped getting ebooks from the library in case there are others that wanted the same books and had less of a stash at home than I did. As such, I started reading all those books I have at home that I've been meaning to read forever. Do you ever buy a book that you're super excited about, but then ignore it because you have four library books that are due in two weeks? Also, Elise said, I'm halfway through The Lady from the Black Lagoon, which I checked out right before my library closed and I love it. Thank you, Elise, very much. Uh, I can't believe I hadn't picked it up yet. And my daughter likes to read with me and enjoys all the pictures. And there's a picture. She sent a picture of her daughter holding my book. And it is very cute. Very, very cute. Uh, Bria, what do you do? You do this. Do you feel the same way? Um, yeah. Like I buy a book and then I ignore Basically, I ignore books for library books. Yes, definitely. If there's a deadline, I am going to be reading it first. As we have talked about, I am a person with loves an external deadline. Um, I will say sometimes my physical books sit on my bedside, by my bedside for years, and I just don't think about them as much because I'm not like, because there's no timeline for them. I also, this is very sad, and I've admitted it before on the show, and I'll admit it again. I have had physical copies of books, knew I wouldn't read them, and then gotten the ebook from the library so I would actually read it, which is you know what? insane. But also- It's whatever you got to do. Yeah. It also is like, I just prefer that, um, I just prefer a, an ebook. So it's like just easier for me to access. And I, I don't know, something about the physical copy makes me not want to pick it up. Um, I will say this, and this is a little bit of advice for Elise. Um, I have started to try to get less books from the library in hopes that, in between, I will have uh. a week or two uh, to pick up a physical book. So, like, I know right now I have a book that's due in, like, 15 hours. Obviously, I put my my Kindle on, uh, <laughs> uh, on, on airplane mode. But then after that, I don't have a book due for, like, 11 days, which means I'm going to have time to probably pick up another book and put my Kindle probably back on, on airplane mode. Um, but, I, yeah, <laughs> so I just don't do as many um, and it will make me, if I know, even if the deadline's coming up, but I'm like, well, I know how often I can read a book. And so I know I can finish a book. If I started in like four or five days, I can finish it before the deadline happens. I imagine when you turn the Wi-Fi on, on your e-reader, it's like a thriller, like you're high, like, <laughs> like you're keeping away from the windows and you're keeping your curtain shut. So like, <laughs> I have to be really careful because sometimes I'm like, uh, can I turn it on? I'm like, ooh, but I do want this book. And I, that one already got sent back. And I have to do this like very complicated dance with the Kindle. Yeah, at night. I'm imagining the James Bond theme playing as you're like trying to get the, it's like you are in a a virtual like the, you know those hallways with all the lasers going yeah, across yeah, it yeah, yeah. it's like a virtual version of that where you're like oh i gotta get this book but without letting the library know that I, I'm I, done also with i bought a nonfiction book like a um, couple of months ago and i keep trying to read it and i'll read like a chapter and then i'm like but oh this library book is due back in a week and so like i i like ne- that one <laughs> never gets any attention i feel like that book is going to be on my kindle forever um do you do this do you have this library issue I definitely do this. Uh, I have this other weird habit that I do where sometimes when there's a book, I'm, do you ever do this? I, I get like a book comes out and I'm super excited about it and I hold off reading it even when I don't have library books because I want to save it. Oh, wow. Like, no, I, I don't just, know. No, I'm not, I'm not that. I'm like an eat dessert first person. It's like, it's like I have to read at least one book I've been meaning to read before I get to it. Wow. Like it's a pint of ice cream and I need to eat something with vitamins in it before yeah. I can get to it. I don't know why. I really fucking need to stop doing this, especially right now. 
uh, what's that su- what's that saying? It's like dance like no one's watching, live like you're gonna die or something. Right. Like I need to start reading like the world is ending. It's like carpe carpe librum instead of carpe <laughs> diem. Just like I have to read just what I want to read. I have to stop holding back. Like I'll I do this weird thing sometimes where like I'll buy a bunch of new releases and then I'm like, oh, I gotta read some other backlist before I get to them. And by the time I get to them, they're like not new releases anymore. Yeah, I don't know why I, I do don't this. Think this is the I think you give someone this exact advice. You would say like. I I know. Carpe Librum. Don't worry about those other books. Read the books you want to read. I know. Physician, heal thyself. Mm -hmm. I need to... Well, I'm getting better about it in quarantine. I'm learning some things that I need to fix about myself in quarantine. Uh, So if you ever want us to solve your reader problem or answer your bookish questions, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. And we actually have a new edition. Uh, I I sent a call out a while ago on the... the, um, on the on the show because we always thank the, the wonderful people who run our Facebook group and our Goodreads group, uh, but Kathy. Uh, emailed us to say that we need to add somebody. So as always, we want to like Danielle and Kathy and Jessica who run our Facebook group. Jessica, thank, thank you, you Jessica. so much for all the wonderful posting and, and administering and modding and all. The, like I don't know what the cool tech speak <laughs> for it is, but thank you for making our Facebook group wonderful. I definitely see a lot of stuff from Jessica in there. So thank you, thank you. And, and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, if you want to support us and look attractive while you're doing it, I mean, you still, you, you could still look attractive even in quarantine you know your cat your cat's definitely gonna appreciate if you buy some reading glasses tote bags or shirts in the maximum fun store they're comfy we have, you can lay around the house i wore i wore i think last week i wore the black one and the white shirt i wore them both nice yeah nice and there's stickers and bookmarks so with all those new books that you're reading you can mark your spot with some reading glasses bookmarks there's a link in the show notes and if you want to support the show for free uh you can rate and review us on itunes it's great for us it helps uh the show look really fancy to people it helps us get more listeners it helps us feel good about ourselves it helps it really just like overall helps the show thrive it takes a minute to do we're closing in on a thousand it's gonna be really exciting because it's gonna go to like one instead of like a number it'll be like like a full full out number it'll be like 1k (laughs) on you know what, like on Twitter, when you go over 10,000, like it just turns to 10K and you're like, oh, I'm so fancy now. Oh. That's what's going to happen to us when we get to a thousand reviews on iTunes. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readingglassespodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. And you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening and thanks, thanks for, for reading. reading.